Do you really think we've left Earth? The TARDIS is mine. Uh, sorry? The TARDIS is mine. What, what are you doing, Howard? Don't touch that! I have succeeded. Contact has been made. <laughs> <laughs> I am the master, and you will obey me. Today's episode. Is that the worst thing I've ever seen on a Doctor Who companion? Yes. <laughs> I'm not against boobs. It's just I'm not. Against I'm not. Like I'm very, very free and easy with my own. But I just. That's the pull-out quote. I wrote literally and no idea. Like literally. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to World Enough and Time, a classic Doctor Who podcast which unites Alex and Andy despite the world that exists between them. Goodness me. She's in New Zealand, I'm in England. (laughs) Just to explain. Hello, I'm Andy. Hello, I'm Alex. How are you? I'm moderate to good, I would say. Okay. I feel like that's an improvement from sometimes, is it? From sometimes, certainly, yes. I think so. Okay. Moderate to good. Yes. How how is how is you? I am good. Yes, I am actually really quite positive. Work's going well. I haven't been ill, and yeah, things are yeah pretty good. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yes. So, in time-honored fashion, I'd like to start by asking, "What have you been watching on TV?" <laughs> Well, you see, after my kind of massive like list I had last time, which I didn't even get through, um, and I edited I some think... of them out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I've been watching more of the same. I'm still watching The Boys, which is still really good. Good. Um, really good. I'm just on the second season now, and I rewatched a series that I think I told you about a while ago, which is really insane of me, but because of my terrible, terrible, terrible memory, it's really easy to rewatch stuff. So I rewatched the series Lock and Key with Marnie, and it was lots of fun. Hey, check it out. We're here. Welcome to Key House. I could never get your father to talk about his life here. My kids need a home. Does it have to be this home? Hello? Are you my echo? Yes. Yes. Sounds amazing. Is it on the Netflix? It is on the Netflix. I think you'll get an (laughs) awful lot of pleasure from it. Good. So I've been in, in... 
immersed in the world of dark. Series two I'm in now. Yes! I find I have to really lead up to it mentally to cope with it because I find it so dark. When you first described it to me on the podcast, you're like, oh, but it's all really fun and they go back in time and it's really light and fun. I'm sure you said and it's like one of the darkest series I've ever seen and so fucking horrible. <laughs> honestly, yeah, no, I definitely didn't it, get much of a dark vibe from it. It was all quite joyful. Oh, my God. You watched all of it, right? Yeah. I don't oh know, like the, the like, Holocaust type scenario. <laughs> I just think I can't cope on the same level as you with things. But honestly... Some person must have had a fuck of a lot of post-its and a giant wall to work out where everyone was at each time period. Oh, and no. oh, oh, I can't yeah, work it out. It's so nightmarish. And or also the people themselves, the characters. I sort of have empathy for the characters that they have to remember what to say exactly at different points when they're talking to someone from the past or the future. Oh, it just makes me feel ill and nightmarish. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not sure that I'm enjoying it. No, <laughs> so it's like a lot of I'm hard quite, work. <laughs> I'm quite stressed by the idea of writing it. And of acting it. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous, but... But don't they do a good job, though? They do do a good job. Yes. Yes. Hooray. Well, I'm glad you're um, enjoying it. Yes. So that's what I've been watching on the TV. Apart from I've not been watching the football. Not been no. watching the football. No, I must admit, I've been... I was quite upset about England winning. I just thought, oh, God, we're still, still there can't, being rude and gross. I can't brook any nationalism at the moment because it's just being used for evil. All nationalism being used for evil. And it just makes me feel sick. The players are really nice and the commentators doing the... And the English commentators are really good. There was a massive swipe at Johnson the other night. Oh, good. Saying, South, saying Southgate, that's a leader. Humble, respectful, tells the truth. He didn't say, unlike Johnson, but that was the yeah, message. Yeah, but it was, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I came in at the end of the England winning the semi-final and the commentator was saying, I'm like, that, that, that's good. But it's still <laughs> being used for evil. Yeah. Still. Is John watching it? Ah. Yes. And oh, I kind okay. of made it hard for John a bit because I was like saying, oh, don't watch the effing football. I can't stand it. And it's all Brexiteers and all this stuff and really laying it on the thick. And he came back from school saying... Oh, but the other kids are making fun of me because I'm not wanting England. So now he's sort of like gone into wanting England because it's just easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, it's quite weird over here because obviously there is so many English people. So there's a lot of English positivity about it, but it's all the people who left England because they didn't like the way it was run. So it's not quite <laughs> so um, hooligan-like. Um, but also the, everyone else who isn't English is like really wanting Italy because generally if, you, if you're not English you hate the English so um, yeah. yeah and at work we're, we're in a sweepstake and I think I got Germany um, and um, yeah and whoever wins out of this one has to bring in loads of food so we just did <laughs> it's just between I think it's Ash and someone else Ash and Mon maybe between <laughs> who has to bring in tea <laughs> so I'm really not worried about that which is quite nice That's so, um, yeah, but so yeah I think we're all wanting content- Italian yeah, so this puts it in context, though, so that it's it's obviously whatever day it is when it's the Sunday of the semi of the final, rather. Yes, that is when we are recording. Yes, yeah. No, tomorrow at work it's going to be quite nice. There's um, well, because yeah, for me it's tomorrow. Um, the the work is hosting um a tea uh, sorry a breakfast at work, so we all get in at like seven o'clock and they're going to give us um food and we can all watch the football there, which is quite cute. Ah, yeah. See. Go Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, I have actually 
prepared a quiz. A prepared quiz? Quiz prep? No. Quiz prep. <laughs> I don't remember the last time we did that. No, I know. <laughs> we really have got quite gonna... lax on it. I want to see your excited face. Okay. Quiz! Because it is the return of Planet or Planot. Yay! Brilliant. <laughs> I always have but, such a good track record. But it's with a twist. Planet or Planot with a twist. And it's a good twist. If it's a planet, because that's how you say it, it's a Doctor Who planet. Yeah. If it's a planot, it's a Blake 7 planet. No! Well, they'll all just <laughs> meld into one in my brain. You know that. No chance at all. Oh, I've, I've probably <laughs> heard of that. It'll be a planet. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Are you ready? So damn Question ready. Question one. Yes. Saurian Major. Saurian Major. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking I can do this. That's a Planot 7. <laughs> Blake 7. Correct! Blake 7. Do I say Blake 7, <laughs> do I? No, you say Planot. That was okay, correct. Okay, that's all right. Yes. Good. Uh, although the part of me is feeling you need to say Planot Blake 7 in brackets, which is Can I say Planot so 7? O- so, yes, okay. say Planot 7, yeah. Right. Jaconda. Jaconda. It really is so very plausible in either. Jaconda. Jaconda. (laughs) (laughs) Planet? Yes, planet. It's the planet in the twin dilemma in Doctor Who. Yes. Good. I knew that. Two two out of two so far. Two out of two. This is unbelievable. Planet three. Aristo. Aristo. Oh, you see, I can I can imagine me hearing that and going, Ariston, and on, and on. I'm sure I did. <laughs> and I feel I can picture Villa at the same time. So I'm yeah. going to say Planet, Planet 7. Correct. Yes. The next seven planet. <laughs> yes. Three out of three. Did Villa do something important with some unlocking in Aristo? Um, I think he went down to the surface with someone when he was very ill. It's where they found Orak, I think. Yeah. yeah. The next one is Chenga. No. Chenga. No. <laughs> just a no. Just a blanket no to that. <laughs> just not having it, thank you. Chenga. 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 Sounds too much like Chenga. Mm. But I'm getting Jacqueline Pierce just squeezing into my eyeballs so i'm gonna say planet seven and you'd be correct again yes was that mentioned in aftermath or something i think it's around that time i think chenga is maybe the planet that callie and villa are en route to when they get picked up or callie and someone so i think you're dead right i think it's when servan gets picked up as well after aftermath something like that yes i think it is Dead right. So damn good at this. Four out of four. Right. Will this one spoil it all? Castria. Castria. Well, that's just like so normal. Castria. I feel like I've been there. Like Castria is well known. We all go to Castria. I know know that, sweetie. Castria. You know, Castria. 
Yeah, I was there the other week. Yes, exactly. Weren't we all? Oh, ah! Castria. Shit. I'm going to say planet. Correct. Yes! It's um, it's where Thingy's from, what's she called? Eldrad in the Hand of Fear. Yes, she is. Yes. yes. Actually, right. now I think we'd be better with pronouns for Eldrad. I think back in the time it was they. a real struggle. Yeah. But now, yeah. yes, it's a they quite comfortably. Yes. Yes. Right. I hear someone at the wainscoting. It's Marisa at the wainscoting. <laughs> <laughs> The Wayne Scott. Did we ever tell you about that? When we were house hunting three years ago. And, yes, please, another coffee. <laughs> and this is a brief interruption to the quiz, but it's a funny one. We went to this house and we looked at the features, you know, the listing of all the things. In the, and it said, um, and it said um, what was it by Wayne Scott? Um, I don't know, like wood panelling. Wood panelling by Wayne Scott. <laughs> and thought Wayne Scott was a designer. And they actually went Wayne Scotting. We couldn't believe it. Wow, that Wayne Scott makes it also like if you wanted a designer, just a, Wayne Scott sounds like such Wayne a dodgy builder, doesn't he? We'd obviously overheard that it was Wayne Scotting. Oh, it's by Wayne Scott. It's actually in the house details. How stupid are people? <laughs> that got signed off. That shit was actually signed off by someone. You don't get away with that. No, brilliant. Anyway. Right. Number six. Alex, you're actually on five out of five so far. This is amazing. Number six is Gouda Prime. Ooh. <laughs> I'd like some tea, please. Fuck's sake. <laughs> She's the shittest little I'm message sure passer ever. Give me some tea. <laughs> um, Gouda Prime. Uh, again, I feel like I know it well. Oh no, I'm, it's it's Planet Seven. Correct. Yes. Yay. Alex, you're doing too well here. You've got six out of six. Six for six, as they say. Because this is the not a game one. of working out what the heck goes on in Andy's brain. Because clearly, I'm so bad at that. Because that's <laughs> exactly. the game I cannot <laughs> ever win. But there's some <laughs> facts involved here. It just, Actual it just facts. Yeah. It is slightly fairer, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Planet Seven is Mogar. Oh, I feel like it's a trick because you started that with Planet Seven, and I'm like, oh, I'm already not coping. Is it Planet Seven or is it Planet Seven? Um, Mogar. Well, I've never heard of it. And I feel like so far I've been much more attuned to Blake Seven planets than Doctor Who planets like a million <laughs> times over. So I'm going to say Planet. Planet, correct. Yes. It's in, it's where the in Vervoids, the Mogarians are from. The stupid people who do the voice That's the units. thing, it's always just, it's one overheard conversation that I need to know to get them to fucking Doctor Who. <laughs> it's not like they ever went there, it's an overheard freaking conversation. No, honestly, Jaconda and Castria, they went there, so Thank you. not true. <laughs> but I do remember we did go in depth about those annoying translator robots who were, yes, had like a we did. fatal flaw. Yes. We didn't like them. Oh, we got a lot of people saying, oh, I loved Vervoids. And I'm like, well, you clearly haven't watched it recently or you haven't listened to our podcast because we we destroyed it 
totally fair, fairly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, number eight. Yeah. Drava. Drava. Well, that... would you not assume the Dravins would come from Drava? I feel like they would. Man, did the Dravins come from Drava? I assume so. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to try Planet. Correct. Yes. And it is where the Dravins are from. Yes. Yes. Good get. You're on eight out of eight. I don't think this you've ever got insane. ten right in the quiz. I don't. No, I don't no, want to jinx you. Are you are so definitely trying to jinx me. Look at the smile on your face. I don't want to jinx you. <laughs> Number nine. Mm. Planet or planot? Kentaro. Kentaro. Planot seven. Correct. Isn't that Cyclo Cape Destroy? Good, it is, yes. That's pretty good. How did you know that? That's too much knowledge. When was the last time you watched Blake 7? Oh, honestly. Maybe that was my period of brain. Maybe that's the time. That was the time. That was the time time when my brain brain. happened. Yes. I could tell you how many belts Callie wore in the one with the murder. (laughs) Sorry. Right, will Alex do it? Will this finally be a clean sweep? Oh, God, this is The final planet is Marestra. Oh, you bastard. It's not coming naturally. Marestra. Again, I feel Marestra would have Marestrans. Do you not feel there'd be Marestrans in Marestra? I don't know anything. Stop asking me. No, (laughs) you just need to be a plank of wood that I can just talk to. Okay. (laughs) You're very good. Oh, um... Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go planet. Correct! 10 out of 10 in the quiz! (laughs) 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 But this is episode. Did you know this was episode 40? No! So that's a fitting celebration. Jubilee of sorts. Yes. Of sorts. So, well done. Jubilee! Jubilee! So I am. I'm still feeling I'm quite wheeling. victorious, by the way. Are you oh, wheeling? Yes, I think you should be. I am wheeling. <laughs> Can you see? This is my wheeling action. That's <laughs> <Isn't> it? <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> likey, likey. We now have in front of us the time space visualizer. <gasps> Love it. What is this machine? I've already told you, my dear. It's a time and space visualizer. You mean a sort of time television? Yes, yeah, like that. Yes, that's exactly what this is. So, what time period are you choosing for your popular music moment? Mm. Yeah, well, it's it's a hint of both the fifties and present day. To be very odd. No, it's just, it is, it's to make, okay, so it's Iona's prom today. So I'm going to choose Iona's favourite song currently, which is a cover of Frankie Valley's, which I think was the 50s, is that right? Mm. Um, But it's actually by Manaskin. She's so into Manaskin now after Eurovision. Like she listens to them <laughs> really? all the time, like every song they've ever done. So yes, Manaskin Beggin'. Oh, yes, I know of this begging of which you speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, 
good to but sing they've along just severed ties. They've just severed ties with them. Um, yeah, Eurovision. They've taken it out of their bios and stuff like it didn't happen because they think they're too cool for school now. Oh, really? Naughty. Yeah. They are getting quite big, though. Yeah. They're quite apparently TikTok. They're like the lots of yeah. their songs are happening. Happening. True fact, but loads of Eurovision fans are kind of like, oh, oh yeah, this, the Eurovision's cool now, and all this stuff. It's like, no, Maniskin have just broken through, and it's on TikTok, and it's got nothing to do with Eurovision. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> completely, hundred percent. Yes. Put your loving hand out, baby. In time honoured fashion, gone to to look at the top forty, in the at the time of Planet of Fire in February March nineteen eighty four, and I had such a choice. It was really hard because I actually bought the single which was number one at the time. Which but was? I, I, I'm bored of it. I'm bored of it. Ninety nine Red Balloons by Nana. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we had that. yeah I'm okay. a bit bored no, now. I'm not having that yet. And and then I was thinking number four was good. Thompson Twins, Doctor Doctor, which I thought was also relevant. But I've actually done a bit of a deep cut and I've gone for some, one of my favourite artists from the 80s. Although I never bought anything at the time and I don't know why because I play his greatest hits all the time now and that's Howard Jones. And he was in the top 20 with this song which is called Hide and Seek. Oh, I only know five stars Hide and Seek. And Seek, and Seek, and Seek. And Seek, and Seek. Well, this song, it really sounds like all the music of the time in Doctor Who. It feels like it was actually composed by someone who wrote the music for Doctor oh, Who wow. and the incidental music. Oh, I can't so, wait. exciting!
So good. Good. Oh, but but hark, what is it that I can hear? Fuck, you're not here to fucking crow, it's... can you? No, not the crow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, my heart just dropped. I was like, fuck, she's got out somehow. <laughs> Damn thing. <laughs> no, I think it's a former Doctor Who companion promoting our podcast <gasps> in the lobby. That's better. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Come in, Louise. Come in. What do you have to tell us? Tell us all. You're listening to World Enough and Time, a classic Doctor Who podcast. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) She's She's, good at the old promotion. She never minds just hanging around, does she? Hanging around. No, she's just waiting here for the opportunity just to promote us. Can I I just say a quick Wait your turn, please, Lou. Okay, now then, it is time, finally, for our story to show, which is, Alex, what is it? Introduce it to everyone. It is Planet of Fire! Planet of Fire! And before tomorrow's world, the start of a new Doctor Who adventure with Peter Davison in Planet of Fire. Where did you find this? Vsauce Triangle. It means there are people from Trial here. My home planet. <laughs> the chameleon turned into the master? Oh, no. <laughs> I am the master. So what? You will obey me or die. You don't understand, Doctor. If you're holding back anything that will aid the master, our friendship is at an end. See that this Doctor burns. take a while getting around to the main event don't we we really do waffle we do. i wonder if people actually forward <laughs> actively <laughs> yeah sometimes i'll say to mon i'm like oh have you have you listened to the podcast yet she's well i haven't actually got to the to the story yet but yes i have been listening for a while <laughs> <laughs> oh no sorry mon but also rude <laughs> <laughs> never said rudely little pop pen no. um so I need to ask you. Yeah. What is your first encounter, memory, connection with Planet of Fire? Well, either this... I think I've said this story before, but I... (laughs) Either it's yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, it's... This, I think, was one of my first ever memories of Doctor Who. But I get this confused with... 
time flight where there's a similar thing that happens with the master and in my head I can't work out which was my first memory whether or not it was the master with snot down his nose or whether it's him in a box and I have a feeling it's more Uh likely it was him in a box so yes um, yeah yeah, it was just him the idea of little master with the green lighting um, yeah I think it really that got me it was it was at the time I think when you had lots of um Doctor Who magazine so I was seeing pictures of the master a lot and I knew I'd see I guess he was part of my thoughts at the time like I was seeing enough of the master as a fairly regular person in my life that um yeah I guess I know that was a front cover of Doctor Who magazine as well wasn't it yes yes number 87 my favorite issue (sighs) I don't know why I even bought it twice because I loved it so much with the the master bathing the green light Mm. Yeah, and I remember there was an interview with um, Deborah Watling inside, so it was like the perfect issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong there. Yes, so yeah, no, um, obviously that nothing more. Absolutely zero more. <laughs> there was no plot in my brain. <laughs> I don't think I even registered um, Perry's boobs. Um, <laughs> lemon tea, Gosh. please. Yes. Um, no, I. Yeah, I don't think anything really. I don't think I even was offended by Turlo, but was I offended by Turlo, do you think, in the past? I feel like I ought to have I been. think you were probably too young at that point, because you, you would have been five when this was on. Mm. So, yeah. you would. I'm sure you were offended by Colin Baker later on. I don't know, though, were you? No, I probably liked his coat. You can imagine me. Oh, it's yes, colours. exactly. <laughs> colours would have been important. <laughs> So, my first memory of Planet of Fire, thank you for asking, was... <laughs> Didn't even care, you <laughs> know. Just skip past this That's bit. just a catchphrase now. <laughs> Is, um, I was at Eric Nesbitt's house. Do you remember Eric Nesbitt? I do remember Eric Nesbitt. Oh, yeah, that's a blast from the past, yes. Yeah. Eric Nesbitt, who now runs a software company in America and is very rich, apparently. I always loved Eric Nesbitt. Always loved (laughs) Didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's always my favourite. Give me some money. Um, But, like, we were very good, firm friends for a year in 1984. It was like an Um, intense friendship, but didn't really last. No. Even, like, when we went to the next year, it wasn't the same. It was weird. Okay. But I watched Planet Fire episode one at his house and I remember watching it in his bedroom, which was huge. And I was thinking, this is a very big bedroom. My bedroom is quite big. Actually, I've got two bedrooms at the vicarage at home. So yeah. <laughs> it must have been very big for me to think it was huge. But um, I remember watching it and being a bit like, it's not great watching Doctor Who with a friend if neither of you think it's great. And we thought it was okay. Oh. But um, yes. But um, no, I don't know. I don't know what I thought of it at the time. I think... I was okay with it, but Perry wasn't what I was expecting. I think as soon as she opened her mouth and was American and oh, in a very American she? way, <laughs> I felt, well, <laughs> I know, I felt, um, I'm not sure she's the best replacement for old Tegs, no. old Tegan. No, she she gave us quite a high bar, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she did. So, before we get any further, I feel it's very important that we... We actually learn what happened in Planet of Fire <gasps> by talking to an expert. Well. Now, that expert will probably be able to explain in detail the synopsis. So I now go to the expert. The expert. Hello and welcome to Planet of Fire, the synopsis. You Welcome learn... to the breakfast sofa. Yes. <laughs> You're going to learn so much. So very much. 
So, first of all, we um, we are in Lanzarote, I think. Are we? Yes, we're in Lanzarote. Because <laughs> um, it's always good, I think, when you're planning to go to a planet, then to juxtapose that with being on the Earth in a place that looks exactly the fucking same. It was just bizarre to choose that. <laughs> it's just like... It's the worst thing and the weirdest thing in the whole thing and I, can, I can't get round it. I can't get round it in my head. No. no. Sorry, I've interrupted your synopsis. Rude. Anyway, we have good old Periwinkle whining. Whining by a beach for, for no reason. Um, but then she gets stranded on a boat. Good. Carry on. Um, oh, but we then have chameleon having an episode he's all like a little bit shaky a little bit wobbly Um, what's going on with chameleon are you all right um yeah and um also me being as confused as i always am thinking is turlo bad can't remember is this part of his bad time or nice time (laughs) is this him doing naughty things has he just knocked chameleon out around the corner not sure anyway you didn't don't panic um and then there's a there's a thing. The fishermen catch a thing. The fishermen catch a thing. Um, it's like a little microphone, but it's not, and it's got tryon symbols on it. Um, then Perry decides to swim to shore. Good, good work. We needed to see more boobs. Not enough boobs were happening. Then they popped out. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Pezza. Um, I think. Oh. <laughs> We don't we don't just have boobs though. We have fudgy smugglers too. Oh oh that was it was a beautiful moment. That was such a beautiful moment. I have to go back into that one in depth. But this is just a synopsis, let's be clear. Um we end up with the TARDIS. Good things happen because the we're redirected to Sar Sar San Sar. Not Sarn. Is it Sarn? Sarn? Yes. I felt like that was the one in Brain of Morbius. What am I getting confused with? That's Khan. Khan. See? Planets always confuse me. Um, Timonov's having a moment. Timonov looks very authentic. I don't know what he looks authentically like, but he looks authentic. I trust him. Like, I know <laughs> he's from he's from there and he looks like he's from there. Good job, Timonov. Um, oh, nice. Um, so... He's trying to, he's trying to coach, mentor, if you will, a young chap, Leo, I'll call him because I don't know his real name. <laughs> um, is he is he Leo Howard? Yeah, that's the chicken. Yeah, Leo, and um, yeah, he's got a nice little tattoo that looks like it went horribly wrong. <laughs> like if I ended up like that after the tattoo, I'm like, oh, I want my money back. That looks sore. Um, anyway. <laughs> I feel like it could take a while doing it like this. Sorry. There's volcanoes. Um, that is how we keep the masses down. We tell you that if you do bad things, then Logar will have your guts for garters and make fire happen. Um, so we've got the people who are from Sun. Yes, that's what it's called, Sun. <laughs> and we have people who aren't from Sun, or one person who wasn't from Sun, because he crash landed there I think a while ago um, a lot of back and forth talking about 
volcanoes and and the like. <laughs> was there? I don't really know. Was there any back and forth? Um, I feel like there's an important element you haven't talked about yet. <laughs> oh, shit. oh yeah, the master comes along. <laughs> Without the master, there wasn't much plot. He was integral. Good. Master yeah, pops was. out. Yeah, so yeah, there was a sh- shitload happening with the chameleon and the master. How did I forget that? I really like that bit. So we have the stepdad, silver stepdad, the master, chameleon. They all keep popping out at different times. You know, oh, there's a lot of different people happening in one. Um, and basically, the master is controlling the chameleon duty to make shit happen because he's tiny he's a little tiny master um so (laughs) only small (laughs) we end up at some point in the master's tardis it's black it's brilliant it's black it's the master's tardis and it's black if like ever you were expected to see the master's tardis it would look like that it was black there was roundels he has a little doll's house in the corner (laughs) don't trip over it (laughs) anyway um he, the whole thing, the whole little plan he's got is to make himself biggie again. He accidentally smallied himself, needs to get biggie. Yeah. Um, so he wants to just be an event, like stick me an event, make the fire happen, but only when it's blue, because there's numismaton gas. Numismaton, numismaton gas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Um, well done. I know that. Um, and then a man, there's a silver man, and it's not the chameleon. <laughs> no, he's demonstrating that you were all fooled by a man in a thermal suit, solar suit, one of them. Um, but then there's another man. Where does that man come from? He's got purple on his outfit. Um, <laughs> we find out that this Leo chap was on a prison ship, and he was part of the royal family from Trion, only Turlo's own damn planet. Oh my goodness, it's Turlo's brother. Oh my God, they're both royal. Oh my God. They were both <laughs> prisony type people, I think. And and then the master gets burnt or does he? Because it was the oddest burning I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> really didn't look burny at all um but don't worry i think timonov i think he might have died might have fallen asleep at that bit not sure um <laughs> and then they all decide that it'd be safer if they went to try on do they everyone some of them do they go to try on <laughs> i feel like they do do they go to try on no yes <laughs> Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, join me again next time for. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Perry? Perry, she, she, well, she is a conservative lass. She was like, "Well, I'm not getting my boobs out all episode. I'm going to put on a little white shirt that just accentuates my boobs a little bit more." Can I join you, Doctor? I Can I? Can I? <laughs> I'd like to stay. I've got boobs. <laughs> well, I think you've covered all the bases there. <laughs> all, and the all the bases. <laughs> and I, I wonder whether or not a, a few bases were covered by Turlo and Perry with that rescue mission as well. I think there was dirty <laughs> things happening there. Yeah. Yes. Now, 
I want to. I've, I've got a question for you. Quite a specific question. Uh, I can if answer. If you were, if you were responsible for the Doctor Who range of DVDs, and Planet of Fire dropped on your desk, right, right, love, you've got to do the Planet of Fire menu for the DVDs. We've got spaces to put five characters at the top. Which five characters would you choose to put at the top of the menu? Ooh. Right, so we've got... Okay, we... So you are doing it now. Who would you choose? Okay, do we exclude the Doctor and... It's up to you. This is the Planet of Fire disc. What do you put on the top? Who do you put on the top? Well, you've got to have the Doctor and Turlow and Perry and the Master and... Tim and Elf? I like a bit of Tim yeah, and Elf. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the five I would go for. Weirdly, no Perry. No Perry. Wow. Weird. Okay. Five. They, the people who put this together chose five men. So I was furious before I even started. I was like, we need more men in this story. I know it's a small point, but it just annoyed me. No, it's a good <laughs> point. Like... Unnecessary. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there was... Anyway. Yeah, there was just... It was very mannish, actually. Right, and there, lots of characters didn't need to be men. Like, there was there was oh. lots that it would have completely benefited it. Just... I mean, even even the undies ones at the beginning. The, the, let me show you my undies. I'm going up a hill, people. They were lovely. <laughs> I probably would have been annoyed if they'd made those women, actually. But still, it was... Yeah, there, there was opportunities there. Yes. Now... I started by watching the special edition of Planet of Fire. Oh, you always do this to me. Colour versions of the Time Meddler, special Planet of Fire. (laughs) Oh, but honestly, it was so awful I bailed after the first five minutes. It was a feature-length edition, widescreen, with a new start sequence that wasn't part of the actual story, where the Trion ship crashes. And it was there was really bad flames on the surface... It was done on video. It looked like it had been done for about £10 by some Doctor Who fans like recently, who got overexcited. Like done because... This is on the official DVD. But someone did it, like, not at the time, but recently. No, more recently, yeah. And it looked worse, far worse than actual Planet of Fire, like the factual, you know, the actual programme. It was so appalling. And then it went into the pre-credit sequence and Marisa and I looked at it and they're like, we can't watch this. We can't watch this version. Wow. Plus we need cliffhangers because it didn't have cliffhangers because it was feature length. They actually were quite good cliffhangers, all of them. I was they like, were. Ooh, these are proper. So we bailed on the special version and went back to proper episodic. Episodic. And we felt Thank much, you. we good. felt on, on firmer ground. Yes. Yes. I agree. So... Initial thoughts. So we've yeah we've got to we've got to talk about this. It's not even an elephant in a room, and it's an ele- it's an elephant jumping all over us and squashing us. And that is, why would you do the Lanzarote San thing? I don't understand it. Just bizarre. It's like, and I remember being really confused at the time. Now I was twelve, yeah. but I was utterly confused. I was like, so are we on Lanzarote still, or are we on an alien planet? And if we are on another alien planet now why is like perry not thinking well we're still on in this holiday place because it looks the same yes yeah it's, it's just, just, it's just... It just it's like, oh so we haven't gone anywhere different yeah you can't try telling me we're on fucking another planet yes it would have just been so good if they'd 
the other planet, the Earth one, had been something wet and English. Like, it just would have showed the juxtaposition so much better. It just it was just so unnecessary. It was bizarre. It was like, they were so, so excited weird. to be on Lanzarote. They just thought, we have to do all of it here now. It's so exciting. We're somewhere else. <laughs> just yeah. stupid. I mean, I would have had Perry thinking... Because she woke up, right? Perry's day was a bad day. Let's face it. It was a very bad day. But she woke up after that weird fever dream she had in Tegan's bed, which was very odd. Um, but she, when she woke up, she found herself inside the TARDIS. And then when she came out of the TARDIS, she just just assumed that she was on an alien planet. I would have had her doing a Sarah and thinking she was actually still in Lanzarote and looking around for the nearest tourist hotspots yes, and, and beaches rather sense. than... Instead of insanely just... calling out for the doctor, a guy she's met for about two seconds, she's like, Doctor, yes. you don't know this guy. He's just as mental as everyone else in your head. You just met a load and of Turlo weird people, but getting... I love how she hears Turlo's name once and then she's got it off patch. She's like, oh, Turlo? <laughs> That weird guy in the shorts is what you most you would have got to. Yes. Honestly. Uh, yeah, she's calling so out weird. for them all over the place. Like, yeah, that's who you'd hang out for. Like, I felt like she had attachment issues, which she possibly did. But, yeah, it was not... It was just not right the way she wasn't... She was, there was no strength in her either. There was no, like, I can sort this out for myself. It's just, I'm going to scream for a man however many times I possibly can until mm. someone comes along. Exactly. Very odd. But I have to say, even though that was a strange decision, the filming does look beautiful. And it was really nice to see proper, expensive-looking filming. And it did look nice. It's just, it was so confusing. And I think it was maybe even only this time when I could actually distinguish between the bits that were meant to be Lanzarote and the bits that were meant to be San. And I don't think I'd ever worked that out fully before. Just bizarre. So. Did you like? I I yeah. always obviously always everything's a shock. Chameleon wasn't expecting him there. Nice to see you. But um, oh. he was quite a cute crier. Did you not think when he was crying? Like I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> you! Like it wasn't just a normal kind of roboty cry. He was pretty upset. It was quite adorable. No. Chameleon. <laughs> Help me. He's connected to the TARDIS data bank. No, 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 we need to uh, stop the spasming. Go and program an alpha rhythm on the computer. It should calm him. Help me, doctor. It's all right, chameleon. Help's on its way. So, so do you know the chameleon story or not? Not. So it was really weird when we watched Planet of Fire because I only knew from Doctor Who Monthly that he was going to be in it because it was the preview. But... He'd only been in the only previous story was the King's Demons, which was six stories before or something like that. So to be able to remember him was weird. And so the British viewing public. Well, he was meant to be in it as a regular. And there was a scene of him in The Awakening where he comes out of the TARDIS and then goes back in. But they, it, it, The Awakening overran, so they didn't include it. Right. But that footage exists, I think. But. What happened was the person who created Chameleon and knew how to operate it died. So they didn't know how to make it move. Oh, shit. That's what happened. 
<laughs> so is that why he keeps falling over? He's why it's just lying there. <laughs> That's why they have him lying down all the time. <laughs> oh no! Oh yes. True That's fact. awful. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. So this is why comedians va- vaguely in Doctor Who. So they actually just wrote Planet Fire in order to write him out. But it's like you don't he need to write him out. No in. one remembers. <laughs> no one remembers him. You only had him in the King's Demons at a cough and a spit. So it was yes. just like, no, silly. Just don't focus on him. Just no. okay. say, oh, he's probably wandering around the TARDIS somewhere. No one will remember. Like Barry in EastEnders. What, wasn't there ba- Barry and his boyfriend in EastEnders? And there was a, another gay character called something. And he was just still in the flat Colin. forever. <laughs> they never wrote him out. Oh, Colin. Colin and Barry. But I think there was a friend. I want to call him Julian, but he probably wasn't. <laughs> he was never written out. They just like forgot forgot about him. Yeah, we don't need him. Anyway, <laughs> we don't need him. Anyway, chameleon, yes. Okay, but oh, I know that it's going to get boring if we talk about accents for too long. But my god, my god, why did they have to say they were American? And why did they have that guy who just couldn't do accents for anything? Like it was just awful. Alan. Who? Alan. 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 Who's Who's Alan? Isn't that her dad, her stepdad? I don't think he's called Alan. She calls him Alan enough. I don't know. Don't you dare tell me he's not called Alan. He's fucking. He's not called Alan. Alan. I got Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Alan. 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 Yes, I think he was rather too pleased with his chest, though, Howard. Yeah, I think he was, he was like, I'm going to be fronting my chest out here. Yes. So did they have him in as a character just because they needed someone to be the moving version of the chameleon? Then? Yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah, just the American thing. Oh, it was just, it was awful to listen to. It was, wasn't it? Hi. What are you doing here? I thought you were going sightseeing with your mother. Well, she's taken up with that Mrs. Van Geisingham from the hotel. And I'm not spending all afternoon exploring a Cro-Magnon cave with some octogenarian from Miami Beach. Hey, what's this? Looks like Elton John. It's Eros, if you really want to know. A god of love and fertility. That's right. Beautiful, isn't it? Personification of natural forces in an anthropomorphic deity. In the same pantheon, Ephistos rules fire, Poseidon, the sea, and earth. Goes. Howard, do you have to talk at me like it was the Albuquerque Women's League or something? I'm sorry if you're not interested. I, I... I am interested. I, I just don't like being lectured, that's all. I don't know because I'm not American, but. She certainly convinced oh, everyone at the time he, she was, she was American. Don't, I don't know because I'm not American. Don't give me that <laughs> shit. It was <laughs> fucking horrific. I don't know because I'm not American. Who the fuck are you? You know because you've got ears. Oh my Christ, it was horrific. <laughs> was it? Oh my I God. I think maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just so used to hearing Perry that I don't think about it. It was honestly... Marty just kept looking at me like, this isn't real. Like, I can't actually believe that <laughs> anyone thought we were supposed to buy this. Oh, horrific. Um, talking about the fact that you watched it with Marnie, middle mm-hmm. child. Yes. So I I think we've got reached a turning point here. 
I asked John if he would watch Planet of Fire with me. He said, oh, I don't think I'm going to be watching any more classic Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Heart ripped out just at that moment. <gasps> yeah, exactly. <gasps> <gasps> oh my God, oh my Christ, it's happened. And he's been so good to... I know. Endure it for so long. <laughs> oh, it must have felt like it was such a time meddler. Maybe it was the time meddler that did it. Oh my god, the time meddler tipped him over. Oh Shit. no, I watched that by myself in colour. So it wasn't that. It was whatever the. Oh, Terror of the Autons. Let's blame Terror of the Autons. Oh, fuck. You need to carefully curate what he, what he watches in the future. I know. Tell him he must watch some more, but you'll have to only choose the good ones. Right. So I've got a question for you. Have you ever been rescued from the sea by a guy who shouldn't be wearing um, budgie smugglers and you've immediately just had a fever dream in someone's bed. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Yes. One time in (laughs) Turkey. (laughs) The sweat was profuse. (laughs) I was in someone else's bed. It was strange. Yes. All the time. Wasn't her fever moment really odd? Yes. So strange. Yeah, it, it was just make any sense. It just was awfully acted, but then I guess it there's probably not a good way to act it because it's just such an unlikely unlikely scenario anyway. But the acting was just horrific. Like I just every time I saw it I was just like I can't I can't deal with this. <laughs> I just can't cope with you. <laughs> and so the way she nerd. pieced things together just seemed so unlikely. And we've already mentioned about how she knew the doctor and Turlo and somehow was loyal to them immediately. But like when she saw Howard and he had a silver Alan? face and she was like, and, and Chameleon, she somehow worked out that he was really Chameleon and that Chameleon was good. And she kind of understood things too quickly. And I'm like, I wouldn't have a freaking clue what's going on here. This is yeah. just too weird. Yeah, just it, it really was... was bad writing. It just didn't. It, there was no understanding of what her character should be going through at that moment. It was just completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I must dial back to a moment because we can't <laughs> miss this moment when Turler was wading into the water and he's obviously, he's done like his little wade in there and then he's like, right, I'm diving in now. He was about one foot in the water, <laughs> like one foot deep. And then he's like, I'm going to dive now. <laughs> you know, he would have just dived in, smacked himself on the bottom of the beach floor and then had to stand up again and start wading. There's no way that dive was of any effect whatsoever. It was just, this is the moment I think I should dive. <laughs> it was just like then, cut away. Yes, it was a perfect dive. Everything was fine after that. So I'm taking from this that Tillo's not your ideal action man. Um, I, I hated him less than I thought I would. As soon as I realised he wasn't a bad man, I did just chuckle at the idea of taking a redhead to Lanzarote. It was just, you could just imagine <laughs> someone just sat looking at his pale skin saying, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should definitely go to Lanzarote. I love it. <laughs> He's there thinking, you bastard. So two things, two things. In the original script... He, I think he is warned about getting burnt because he's got pale skin, I think. Unless I read that in my mind. <laughs> Two, Mark Strickson wasn't really a redhead. He dyed his hair for Turlow. Mm. He certainly got the legs for it, though, hasn't he? God, he's got no yes. colour. Yeah. Wow, no. he, he pulls off red. I don't question it at all. Mm. It's it's very really red. Apparently, in the in the marital bed, for he was married to a Kang, I think, um, to a what? 
a Kang in Paradise Towers. He was married to one of the Kangs. <laughs> I think Binliner. <laughs> I don't know whether I've made that Fuck. up. <laughs> My head is just struggling or now. Fire es- or Fire Escape. One of them. Anyway, um, yeah, apparently his pillow was always red with from all the Turlo hair colour all the oh. time. Does he look yeah. all right without the red hair? I feel like I need to see a modern day Mark Strickson. I don't know how much hair he's got left. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly a very eighties cut. Just... Yes. I don't feel I can continue until we've done dressed for success, actually. Because there's so much to say. Oh my god. You always been... say this and I'm the... like, I'm struggling. Okay, yes. The cupboard has been so bare recently, but there's so much to say about the dress for success segment up. It's too close, it's too white, I can't see a thing. Okay, you can see how Oh red yes. That is oh, he's got red now. hair. He's got really fucking red hair. How I weird. I know. Oh well maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure he said he died. Maybe he dyed it more. I think they kind of really dyed it. Um but yeah I think he has always been wrong. Oh good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm wrong. Isn't that interesting, though? But he must have had to have die. But I think just they went a bit overboard because he actually already did have red hair. The fools. Gosh. Okay, so, dressed for success. Dressed for success. Wanna get... Okay, no, they do that bit. (laughs) I won't do that bit. (laughs) I'm gonna get dressed for success. I would like to start by saying I did like the Doctor's waistcoat in those early scenes. Flowery oh, waistcoat. You? Yes, yes, did like that. Did agree, like. But did he you... didn't have it for very long. No, no. <laughs> I feel like it maybe was lost or something because he didn't wear yes, it, it sh- Yeah, it does seem like a waste. If you're going to go to the trouble of making a lovely waistcoat like that, show it off, my love, show it yes. off. Um, the whole of um, Turlo's outfit, I think we just need to just spend some time on it. The the, the blue shoes, were they were they a name? Pod. They were, they were pod shoes. They're yeah, definitely oh. pod shoes again. Hideous. They were really quite nasty. And he wore them with a, a yellow sock, was it? You see, I'm on a your... Lemon a I lemon sock. I wrote down lemon sock because I hated them so much that I wrote lemon sock and pod <laughs> shoes. No! Baby blue pod shoes and lemon socks. Is that the worst thing I've ever seen on a Doctor Who companion? Yes. yes. <laughs> Mixed with his luminous white legs and like he just because he was all in I mean okay yes if you wore a dark colour he'd look even paler but it was just white shorts white shirt (laughs) white legs it was just awful (laughs) I don't know if you can read it it says do you see halfway down lemon socks (laughs) lemon socks and (laughs) white blue Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, it was. Yeah. It but, was truly awful. Now, let me talk he... about the shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shorts. Yeah. They were. They were short shorts. Now, I don't mind a short short. Do you not? That's, <laughs> that's probably because I quite like my legs. So I yes. will. I will wear a short short. So, but, oh, do you always imagining yourself when you critique men's clothes? Often. Yes. Fair. Yes. But they had a weird sort of. They weren't like like hemmed properly or something. I don't know. They're yeah. odd. Yeah. But also. They had weird buttons on the waistband, two Ooh. and two. 
Ooh, was, I hadn't even got that like, level of detail. No, I feel like I've really missed. No, I was thought. Well, you know, I've got that button phobia thing. Yes, I've I do. That button phobia. <laughs> I think it's pognophobia. I don't know whether that is. But anyway, I wouldn't have been able to wear them anyway because they've got buttons on them. No. Whereas the Fair. whereas the top would have been a boon for me because it had no buttons at all. I love the top. In fact, I would wear the top today. Okay, good. Loved it. Yeah, Loved no, the top. I, I was happy with the top. Yeah. I'll Everything else in the bin with it. <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Right, so then... I feel like I've, I've rather... <laughs> rather taken too much time of dress for success. No, I think I, it's gonna be your... no I, I'm loving this level of detail. Right. I feel like I've let you down. So, uh, do we move over to Perry's boobs? <laughs> I feel like we want to. I think regularly. we we need to. I think it's the way that she was shot all the time, so that her boobs were like really out for the lads. You yeah. know, it's like when she got out of the out of the bed. Yes, was like, it was like yeah. Marnie was sat there. She's like, why is she just sat there like doing nothing for, for us to look at her boobs? She's like, that. What is that really the only reason she's there? Like it was quite shocking. Yes. But yeah, so mm. I guess it did feel like a bit of a, a, a low point for me. It just felt like a really sad decision that that was mm. kind of tainting what could have yeah. been all right. It was yeah, it was unnecessary. But the the white shirt over the top, it was just like. When, when you're wearing a bikini top and you want to put some, something over the top, you always put something over the top that covers a bit more. Like, that's generally the purpose of why you're doing it. But it just it just showed off the cleavage more than the actual booby top anyway. It was just unnecessary. Yeah. It looked uncomfortable and unflattering. But I was reading that the reason why Perry wears... You know how she wears these sort of leotard tops with the shorts yeah. right, as she moves on? that um, she was on an early appearance on something like Breakfast Time or something like that, and that's what she chose to wore herself. And John Nathan Turner liked it, so he said, oh, we must always have that for Perry. So right. obviously she was quite comfortable wearing clothes like that. I'm not against the leotard and shorts thing. I must admit, they they made me love her, like in the later okay. episodes. I was just, I was always happy with her bright turquoise and cerise-coloured different... Yeah tops and and shorts so I thought they looked quite nice but yeah I mean it, I, I'm not I'm not against boobs it's just not showing boobs. I'm not like I'm very very free and easy with my own that's but the I just, pull out quote <laughs> but there's just no need to get they just felt so thrusted it really didn't it's not yeah. the way people behave with their boobs it's just not it wasn't comfortable no no so Tim and Ovin is lovely outfit Liked it. Liked, liked it. it. All of the sand people. Actually, no. They they kind of flip flopped between, um, really voluminous robes, and then get your legs out. <laughs> like it was just kind of. I know, but between. the shorts were dodgy because honestly, they were quite distracting. All the sort of like the crotch movement and stuff, yeah. and it was just like they didn't look too, safe. They were, the shorts were a bit too slingy in places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I thought that was quite a quite a kind of brave first shot as well. Do you think, like, you just kind of welcomed into Doctor Who with someone's ass right in your face? It was just it was unexpected, I'd say, to say the least. Yes. I just don't think there was enough architecture in the shorts. Let's just leave it yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Now, the other outfit, which was a surprise, because he suddenly turned up, was that guy from Tryon with that yeah. horrible beige outfit, which I would I thought it was pink, not purple. Oh, I'm definitely solidly on purple. But yeah, okay. it might have been my version. 
horrible outfit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Not good. Have we missed anyone out? Well, um, oh, mm. the master. We always love his outfit. I actually really always love it. I mean, he looks cool. That was kind of a throwback to Roger Delgado, wasn't it? Kind of wearing a suit. Oh, I was thinking less the suit, but more but tiny, tiny master. Little tiny and master. tiny. We like him when he's small. Yeah, but yeah. when he's when he's wearing velour, I like that. But yes, I suppose yes, in the suit he did look quite Roger Delgado-y as well, which is quite cute. Mm. Yes. I'm gonna get Right, we're back to the story. Are we? Good. I think so. So, um, a line I liked was, Well, I'm perfectly in Brown and I can shout as loud as you can. I know she was annoying, but I quite liked how defiant she was to the master. Like that. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. Yes, I like defiance. Um, but yeah, also, just for me and my memory, I, I really did like the the master revelation like it was a really nice little revelation i was like oh you're here that'll help oh did you not know that was <laughs> no. that a surprise all unexpected <laughs> for me i wrote literally and no idea like literally <laughs> like literally <laughs> um, um yes one thing i really liked is when the master has perry and they come out of the tardis on san for the first time and they used a handheld camera and it was a really lovely shot, one of the best 80s Doctor Who shots I've ever seen. Go and look at oh. it, people. Really good. But it's only handheld because the scenery's about to rock because there was an explosion, a volcanic eruption. So it's just so the handheld camera can do that more easily. Right. But it just shows how much the handheld camera should have been used in Doctor Who to give it a sort of a sense, a more filmic sense. Nice. Liked it. I feel like I should go back and watch that, but I do believe you. Um, yes, it was at this point I was like, she should never have got work. Like I, I know, <laughs> I know that she hasn't done wow. much afterwards. But wow. oh, oh, awful. Like I to think me, maybe she did because yeah, come on. I just, she, she was like, if you'd have had a few auditions, yeah, I'd be like. Well, they did, sweetie. I couldn't. I can probably squeeze you into one episode. But giving her a, an actual, like, long-term contract, that is just like, how? How could that have been the outcome of her acting? It was just well, so She was awful. surprised. She, she was surprised, and she thought she was up for a guest part. Yes. And when deserved. she was told that she was, she, she was a regular, she was like, oh, I don't know, I'm too scared, and I don't know whether that's right. So she didn't think it was right to begin with either. Yes. And, and did she audition with the accent? The, yes, and she lied she was American for a year and everyone believed her. Like in in reality? Real life. In real, in life. real life. Oh my God. People I'm just s- noticing your your lemon mug, which would have gone very nice with Turlow's shoes. <laughs> Turlow's socks, <laughs> rather. Yes, that's why I'm using it. Yes. I'm um, sorry. Anyway, yes, Perry. Mm. So... The direction, I I read this bit, which made me laugh, was that Fiona Cumming gave her direction. And the only direction she really gave her was, just watch what Peter's doing. That'll help you. That's not how you learn how to act. (laughs) Watch what someone else is doing. It might help a little bit, but... 
So had she I acted don't... before? Why was she on? It was her first first TV role. What the fuck? And she was selected because someone had seen her wearing a leotard and shorts somewhere. No, no, that's when she did promotion for Doctor Who, and then she said, "Oh, we should put her more in that." No, she was selected through an audition process. There was a proper audition process. Yeah. Like, if the world changed that much, because, like, <laughs> really... I don't think it would happen today. No, I think you'd have more experience to get that a bigger role as that. Yeah, but... It's very, like, it's very weird. It's like, it? it's not like we've suddenly become more talented. I don't feel like we're more talented. No. It's but just... I must say, right, whenever, because I saw the start of the special edition with two people pretending to act at, in the video at the start, um, that... When Perry came on, I was like, oh, phew. Um, when I was looking at those actors, they all can act. Comparatively, she can act. You know, okay. wow. she's not the world's best actress, but yeah. <laughs> I see I've convinced you. Uh, <laughs> you see, my, my next, my next um, observation is Perry can't speak, stand, walk, make noise or fall without looking like a brick. <laughs> Wow. I'm glad that Nicola Bryant's not a deep friend of the pod. No. No, she's too obsessed with the dogs now, isn't she, to spend any time doing anything else? No. No! Perry, get back. Chameleon! You're supposed to be the doctor's friend! Chameleon! Mm. You see, I've grown stronger since our last meeting. Your puny mind no longer affects me. I'm grateful, however, that you've seen fit to return the comparator. That thing's where you'll never find it. Gosh. Now, you said earlier that you couldn't work out whether Turlo was in his bad phase. Marisa yes. had the same issue. Oh, good. So um, she, she said, is Turlo bad? Is yes! He still bad? <laughs> I have that same conversation with myself. <laughs> She was most confused because she knew it wasn't really, but she was like, it's just odd that he's still so bad. Um, and she said she went into a bit of a monologue about it. She's like, the thing is about Turlo, she's like, she never likes watching him because she make he makes her feel uncomfortable because he know she knows that he's unpredictable. Yes. And he, she, she doesn't understand why the doctor would choose to travel with him because he's so disloyal and and just nerve making and it's yeah. like no it doesn't work and as a viewer you don't feel supportive of him because you don't know whether you know, he's he honourable intentions yeah. yeah and that's uh, I think we've talked about that before a, a couple of times about when you should never introduce a character with them being dodgy because you never fully regain any kind of sense of comfort with them Even it's like with Colin Baker as well it's just like such a bad oh, yeah. launch into him in his time yeah. because you're like no nah, I, I just can't trust you you, you could do anything mm. you're just not a safe place and yeah and Adric as well with him yeah. kind of in state of decay was fucking vile like you could never <laughs> forgive him that it was just like yeah I'll sell you sell you down yeah. the fucking street yes not nice we've had we've had a bit of a trouble with names in this episode but I thought it was a really bad thing that they called Leo from Howard's Way they called him Malcon. Because it sounds like Malcolm. Yes. In, they say it like <laughs> Malcolm all the time. And there was a guy they in the do. production crew called Malcolm, wasn't it? I was like, did they just run out of names? Say, oh, what's your name, lad? Oh, yeah, we'll call him Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I must talk about how much I thought the San supporting characters were underwritten and dull and, like, they had nothing about them. Mm. 
I think very Glendale, because I watched, weren't they? Yes, very Glendale Choral Society. I wrote that down. That was this. That you was wrote the that society. <laughs> Dear listeners, that Alex and I were part of when we were younger, and it was there was a lot of rhubarb rhubarb acting. Yes, uh, and it was just like, oh yes, we would say that, wouldn't we? And like French and Saunders when they're doing the extras, it was very like that. And there was one girl who was just terrible, and she weirdly, it's like she's gone it. It's like she got trapped in the shot and like she wasn't meant to be there. And she's like, oh, I think I'll go over here. It's when they get rejuvenated in the fire and one of the girls goes in to get rejuvenated with everyone else. Oh, yes. Yes, I do it's remember so that. It's really uncomfortable and weird. Yes, she was. She couldn't actually escape. There was just like her kind of... Her, <laughs> her passage out was trapped. And she's like, oh, yes, I'm here now. I'll make the most of it. <laughs> it was really bad. It was so weird. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing there? How did that get in? And then when she comes out of the rejuvenation chamber with everyone else, and she's like, ooh, I feel all perky now. And she goes and talks to her friend. He's like, oh, yeah, well done. Well done. Yes, I was good. I yes, will I talk to my better. friend now because I'm rejuvenated. <laughs> <laughs> it's dreadful. Oh, that was so weird. But even the San characters who had names like Amyand and Sarastra, oh, they had nothing to do. They were up. dreadful. No. Sarastra, Barbara Shelley, who's a well-known character actress, she just mooned about in long hair and had nothing to do. No, no. wise words to impart. No purpose nothing. whatsoever. Yeah. But it was weird. Like com- compare it to something like Kinder, which is the probably the other Peter Davison I've seen recently. Oh, so we saw Warriors of the Deep, but that didn't have good supporting characters. Anyway, Kinder, like you've got, each character has a purpose and a narrative and a background. Here, we don't know anything about any of them before and we don't care. No, you're really right. Really bad writing. Yeah, I do think it was pretty badly written. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about badly written. And I don't remember most of that line, but where she's at, an intergalactic payphone and a gangster, and you're like, oh, fuck off. People don't talk like that. No, it was they don't. Awful. That was awful. That was the worst example. That was like Pip and Jane Baker level of dialogue. Yes, it, it was. was. awful. Yeah. Actually, oh, talking no, about intergal- just imagine how they would have written it. They would have put so many more unnecessary oh, fucking words in honestly, there. It would have been horrific. So, it would have been yeah. Terror of the Vervoids all over again. But talking of intergalactic payphones, did you notice that the keypad in the Tryon ship was ex- was an old British telecom payphone. I did, keypad. yes, I did. I made that little note. It was really like it's that kind of thing that just sticks in your brain. You remember making phone calls on that own payphone. Okay. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah, clunk, yeah. No, clunk. I did notice that. It was quite funny. That was very funny. Um. Okay, so right, you need to help me with this next bit. I have questions. So. Number one, how does Turlo know that Malcon is his brother? Because they both got tattoos and yeah. he's the right age to be his brother. Okay, so was there only a few people who were sent from Tryon at that time? Because I didn't get the royal family bit. You said royal family in your synopsis. And I'm like, oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Okay, good. They weren't they exiled because they were... They'd, There'd been some kind of a. Coup. They were the ruling family, and there'd been a coup, and that's why they were. Prisoners. I missed that totally. Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay, I'm really good. good at listening and stuff. Yes, I know. It's one of my skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tello, how did your family become criminals? There was civil war on my planet. My mother was killed. 
My father was on the wrong side and was exiled here with my younger brother. I, for my sins, was sent by the regime to Earth. Next question. So, how could San be a prison planet if there's only one person from Tryon there? Yeah, no, there's definitely a bit missing. Um, so, I don't think he's saying it's a prison planet. I, I'm sure Turlo talks about this. There was a, it was a prison ship that crashed, wasn't it? Well, also the Trions were there before because they were the ones who were the Vulcanologists in the spacesuits. So they were trying to stop the volcano from erupting. But in which case, why were they using it as a prison planet? And who are the other people who are... who are, They would have to have ancestors and descendants. But then, no, because the people on San were, oh, no, you're just the indigenous population. What? I didn't get any of that. So... So there's San and there's the, all the indigenous people and then there's the people from Tryon who I... Th- who knew about the volcanoes and knew about knew the numismatum gas. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it didn't add up. Yeah. Because the only person from Tryon was Malcon. Yeah. But there must have been previous chosen ones. So what yes, happened there must to them? have been. They must keep coming every time. So maybe. Well, they just pop someone off at the prison planet every now and then. And if if you're just dropping people off to the prison planet every now and then, like every I don't know, hundred years or fifty years, hmm. what about the volcano? Why would you bother doing anything to stop the volcano? And surely the volcano would only be on one part of the planet, and it would be best just to go somewhere else. Yeah, well, and then there was all the weird. Spot. And then there was a weird line in which Peter Davison the doctor says oh it was it was really lush here once and then the tryons made it stable did you want to hear all of that business no (laughs) i was like what what's this about here he is it used to be a lush planet but then the tryon people tried to make it more stable you should be grateful to them what this must have been a very fertile planet when the Tryons were here. Oh, don't be too hard on them. It's their technology that's maintained the stability of the planet. You could call this stability. They did their best. The silver things that were seen on the mountain and the Tryon volcanologists attempted to control the eruptions. So that they could imprison here their own undesirable elements. Like fools who try to make sense of things, inventing legends and myths to explain them away. Oh, that's at an end. The old order's gone forever. There'll be no more outsiders, no more chosen ones. What? <laughs> I was really confused by that. I'm like, I've never heard that bit before. I don't understand what you're talking about. And so, why should, we should be grateful because they, we should be grateful because they made it more stable. But that's irrelevant yeah. to do with lush, because surely. And it used to be lush. It used to be a lush planet. What? Why? Mm. Why? And how do you know? Yeah. It was there was something missing there. It yeah, was so okay. weird. I'll give you that then. Yes. 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 Yeah, because that does yeah, cause they said that the Chosen One has always got that tattoo, and that's how you know, so it's always a prisoner. It's always an ex-con but, who's your Chosen One. But it's a very selective prison planet system that you just decide to send one person there because Turlo was sent to Earth. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just send them both to San? Yeah, it's quite a, quite a special bit of... Uh, maybe they're just like <laughs> thinking... I got it. They know how kind of uh, how the political system works in 
try on and there's likely going to be a coup or some kind of an overturning of the system every, mm. you know, 60 to 70 years. And the standard thing is, bit of a problem, going to send you to San because that's the place with the gas and the... And it's nice there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it used to be lush there, apparently, for no good yes. reason. But it doesn't explain why Atelier was sent to Earth. No. No, it doesn't. And it feels like a heck of a lot of effort. I mean, I'm, I don't know, most regimes on this planet, anyway, we just kill off people who are going to be difficult later yes. on. We and don't if you send think them Cygnus to Alpha, planet. you'd just send them all there. You wouldn't just... You wouldn't oh, but send... I have great problems with Cygnus Alpha, because I just don't believe they would... The effort they go to, the expense they go to to send those prisoners to Cygnus Alpha when they're very happy just to murder people in the first episode. They would have just murdered them. It's so weird that they don't. It's true. I don't get any because of that. Because they murder innocent people, let alone bad yeah. yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Yes, anyway. okay. Let's not solve that one right now. No. I have a question for you, another question, which is, you've got the master scurrying around. He's small. What weapon do you use? <laughs> Oh, wow, what do they use? Perry takes her shoe off. It's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Is that when she knocks this little dollhouse over? I felt awful for him. It's like... <laughs> there you are. Yeah, no, that was quite strange. But, yeah, I guess it was making the point that he was kind of treating him like a mouse. Yeah. Yes. No. Mm. I did, didn't you think... Like... Back on the trust question. Yes, I'm there. So, to me, the question shouldn't be why has Timonov chosen to trust the master instead of the doctor as the outsider? It should be why the fuck is Perry so absolutely trusting of the doctor and Turlo? Like, to me, that bit is just so... So weird. For us, we're like, oh, yeah, like... Why is Timonov choosing to trust the master? But I'm like, fucking hell, absolutely. Why did Perry think that that guy is good? Like, it just, there's nothing he's done to to offer that kind of level of, yep, yeah, he's the guy for me, trust him. Like, and like, she's like almost laying her life down for him. Like, there's a bit early on with uh, the master, well, it must have been Chameleon, where she's like, nope, nope, I'm not going to give him up. And, and like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's the bit with the, the circuit and stuff. Is that it? Oh, no, oh the comparator thing. Yeah. But she's like, she'll do nothing to hurt the Doctor. And you're like, honestly, I, it, like in a couple of episodes' time, he is going to be abusing you like nothing else. He is going to be <laughs> treating you like shit. To be fair, <laughs> though, he does sacrifice himself to save her in Caves of Androzani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. Okie dokie. Um... Yes. One effect I really didn't like was... um, uh, One effect I didn't like and one effect I did like. Do you want the like or not like? Like. Like or not like? Like. I liked the cute little um, tissue compression eliminator on the spacesuits when they made them into dolly spacesuits. Oh, so cute. And the fact that in the background you can still see the little dolly ones hanging up. It's just so adorable. Uh, Yes, they're there forever. You can just imagine them like getting hold of like a Cindy spacesuit as well. I've got it. I've got got the sword for next time. Don't panic. (laughs) The one I didn't like was when they said their way was trapped to get out of that room. And there was that really bad flame effect that looked like just like a 
like an old fashioned flame heater thing. All of the flames were so unbelievable. I felt quite cold in the planet fire. Like all of the flames just were not flame flames. There was just no warmth in any of it. There's just no one actually got burned. I wanted more burning. More burning, please. More death and melting. Yes, I think there should have been more like blackened bones around the yeah, place. Yeah, everyone stuff was just like, yeah, I can happened. walk in flames. I walk in flames yeah. and I feel good. Yeah. yeah. One thing that we need to really comment on here is the the roughhousing, the progressive <laughs> behaviour of Turlo with Perry. Like every few seconds, he's yanking around a corner. He's like, right, you come here. Right, we'll go there. He pulls her all over the place, and she's just she's like slamming into walls in confusion, and she's just taking it. It's bizarre how much. Honestly, if you really watch some of this stuff, because you kind of like, oh, they're just doing it together, and he's not actually cupping her boobs or anything, but it's really vicious I stuff. Hope not. No, but it's still just as bad. He really pushes her around the place. Not happy. Would that happen now? No. I'd like to no. think it wouldn't. And it's just more about women being more able to be thrown about. I don't know. What, it's more, like, more acceptable. It was more acceptable to throw women about, maybe. Mm. Obviously it wasn't, but... In, no. in, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I feel like I need to find out whether or not I've been saying something wrong all of my life. <gasps> Oh, I know. It's does it begin with D? Yes. <laughs> You've been saying it correct. The word is demise. Thank you. But Anthony Ainley calls it demise. Yes. No. Hard He's no. quite adorable. But then we we did learn something from from Anthony Ainley recently. What was it? There's another similar word that could be a bit. Oh, French. there was. I thought it was Roger, Roger Delgado, though, wasn't it? Oh. I thought Roger Delgado said a word and we were like, no, that's not how you say it, mate. Can't remember. Okay. We'll get there. Anyway, I've got a whole Brexit scenario to unpack here. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought Timonov was like an archetypal Brexiteer. Yes. He was like, it was all about the old days and about yes. how we must recapture the, the importance of our life and culture. Yes, and society. really the facts don't mean. Really and the much. fact, whenever he was given any sort of fact, he was still so fucking staunchly, stubbornly like, no, I still want this, I still want this. And the most favourite bit was like when the, the master turns to him at the last moment and says, gullible idiot. And he still yes. believes. Yes. And he like, still believes. And like, Turlo has to spend ages trying to explained to him that he should be his friend and the, the master was lying to him and he still don't, won't, won't have it oh and I just wrote, I wrote down old Brexiteers stubborn and stupid and I was quite angry did you spit? <laughs> I did, it was quite spitty <laughs> yeah no it's true, I still found Timonov cute but cute because he was so stupid like it was that kind <sighs> of oh okay you fucking idiot but yeah so, I also have a question for you. So, when the mar- when the doctor is trying to work out what Logar looks like, and first of all, he puts on the console screen a statue, a weird statue. <laughs> it's like that. Then a man. Then a spacesuit. <laughs> Which is it? Which is it? <laughs> and it's the exact. Space- <laughs> it's the exact spacesuit that they actually have hanging up. Yeah. And it's like what? How did yes. that suddenly be like? Was it more like this? More like yeah. a spacesuit that's hanging in the room next door? Oh, that was so weird. 
Yeah. I didn't understand that. No, it did. It was really bizarre. Really bizarre. Good. Oh, <laughs> I've got a picture here to remind me what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, there's a moment, and I really hope you remember it, where okay. Turlo's getting really exasperated because he gets quite shouty a lot of the time in this he one. Does. He gets quite angry unnecessarily. So there's this one moment where he goes, "Doctor, please!" and he he, sh- he shakes his hands like that down, and then his his legs are kind of like. Oh, they're kind of squat, but a bit strange. And he, he stood there like, Doctor, oh no, you can't even see me now. I feel like I need to show you. It's too important. It was just, <laughs> it, was, it made me laugh an awful lot. Um, so he said, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 and his, his hands are like that, and his legs are like that. And he's squatting, and it's uh. so bizarre. And he's just... It just makes me feel yeah. quite sick. And it's, it's his exasperated he was pose. Properly He's emoting. like, I am very exasperated yeah, right now. It was oh, it was just a beautiful thing. I, mean, I think, could we say that Mark Strickson's probably not the best actor in the world as well? Well, maybe? yeah, we? but compared to Pezza, I'm, I'm willing to forgive him most things, to be honest. He, he carried the storyline. Okay. Before we got on the call, or before we started... Um, recording this episode of the podcast that you're listening to dear listeners Alex said to me now I'm not sure I was watching it properly and I had to watch episode four again because I was confused um because you felt you'd missed the arrival of the Tryon person where did he come from suddenly he's standing in the TARDIS he's not even been invited into the TARDIS and the first we see him he's in the TARDIS and he's like well I'm here from Tryon Good. What? Yeah, that really confused me. Very odd. So we still don't know why? Well, I guess they didn't have the money to do a spaceship landing, but we knew he'd contacted them. We knew Taylor had contacted the custodians as they were. Oh, did we? Maybe they'd missed that. We knew that. (laughs) But we didn't. But he was was that with the telephone? Was that with the payphone? Was that what they were doing? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Payphone call. But, um, yes. Honestly, odd. But I was also distracted because I really recognised him. You know when you watch something again that you've not seen for years and you actually know the actor from something and you're like, oh, God, who's he? Mm-hmm. So I was distracted. So he was the guy, I don't know whether you remember in Secret Army, the last episode of Series 2, there's a guy, a Dutch guy who goes, no, not Dutch, Belgian guy who goes mad and he he death bombs Gestapo headquarters in the Avenue Louise, like mentally. Oh. And he's called De Beers. Oh, Yes. And that's him, basically. Right. That's the actor. Yes, no, I definitely recognised him as well. But yeah, didn't even bother yeah. to look. John Alkin. Nice. Yeah. Yes. It's customary to salute a senior officer, Turlo. I'm very sorry, but there isn't time for that. Where are you going? The TARDIS is on a time-delayed takeoff. We have 15 seconds to clear this room. Still running away? If I were running away, I would hardly have asked for a rescue ship from Tryon. Captain... So, I think there was just far too much going on in this story. Apart from the acting aside, I thought there was just far too much going on and it just didn't knit together for me. How do you feel? Um, I've got so many things I need to tell you and I'm trying to work out what my notes are telling me. (laughs) Sorry, there's just some important things here. Oh, yes, again, I'm back on my track of 
there really needed to be a bit of risk assessment going on with the um, the whole flame thing. They moved from blue to red very quickly. I know. You've got no idea what you're on, have you? No, you're like, bloody hell, that's it. We need some some signage, some barriers up there, you know, just something to let you know. You need just a little bit more time, really, between. But there we go, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> glad, I'm glad you've probably risk assessed Planet yeah, of Fire no, for us, Alex. You can't make me come out there. What was that about? Oh, yes, that was trying to coax the master. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to stay here and play with my toys. It's really cute. You need to stay in here and I'm going to play with my sciencey toys. It's really fun. Um, now, that master set, the little box that so he was in, cool. the little cute box. Loved it. Do you remember that I made you a. I think I one of those, do. Oh my I goodness! I cut out half of the box and carpeted it. Yes. And put a little sofa in it for for your Cindy's. Yeah. Oh, and did, wasn't it and silver it was on like the that. edge? Sorry. Did, did you um, put silver on the outside? Silver wallpaper. Oh, usually. Yeah. <laughs> usually, <laughs> that was the norm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cute. So, can you yes. tell me why I say they've got three nameable spies? Why have I what? written that? They've got three nameable spies. They'd need thousands for an op of that scale. What am I talking about? We don't know. I think this is maybe a part where I was um, oh, we've nodding. Oh, we on. No, you really are scum. Me? No, I'm royalty. <laughs> oh, God, you see, I've mi- I missed this whole royalty card completely. <laughs> so is he Prince Turlow? That's what I, I want to know. I think so. Never knew that. So yeah, no, I, I think it was. I'm, I'm uh, talking about that bit where, where yeah, the doctor's like, oh no no, you're just, you're just from Sarn, you're just the indigenous. <laughs> like it was just. It's like oh, so we're all from oh, Tron. Yeah. It's like no, really, you're just scum. You're really unimportant. You're, you're not scum. part of the That's it. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> no, I think this is yeah. important. They've got three nameable spies. They'd need thousands for an op of that scale. What is this? There's there's a whole side plot that happened in my brain. It was written. It's to do with the purple purple uh, epauletted dude. Okay. Yes, pink epauletted dude. Yeah, I think I'm not you're fine. It. Um, no, I think you are. <laughs> I'm going to find a picture to prove that it's pink. <laughs> all, all eyes on Perry's boobs, so we won't get blinded. <laughs> was, they had to look away from something, so everyone turned away, but they looked at her boobs instead. It was really funny. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Yep, purple. Thanks. Pink. Pink. <laughs> Is it pink or purple? Seriously. Um, I would call that. It's not pink. <laughs> Suddenly. No, it's not pink, but it's not purple. No, it's not. It's. What is it? Is it's that coral. magenta? It looks like Mage- It's not coral. Coral's lighter than that. Oh, is it? Magenta. It's magenta. I think it's magenta. <laughs> you know, I get laughed at a lot at work because I have to, like, name colours and stuff. Or, like, I'll be like, oh, can we just change um, the area in Cerise. yellow? It's Cerise. It is quite Cerise. It's Cerise. I'll give you Cerise. And, uh, and I'll say I things see, like. I can see Nina Mishkov in that. Yes, yes, I can see Nina Fishkoff. Sorry, carry on. I, I interrupted you. Yeah, you fucking did. But people laugh at me for my naming of colours. I was like, oh, can you move something? Because if I say something in, in the lemon area, they'd be like, do you just mean yellow? Like, no one understands when I ever mention a shade of anything. I'm like, oh, I think that would be better as cornflower. And they're like, what the fuck is cornflower? But, um, yes. 
Ooh, dude in silver suit is having is strutting his stuff. Oh yeah, he's loving strutting his stuff. Quite a gate. <laughs> so that's where I got to. <laughs> Didn't you find us? You sorry. What when he as soon as he was in the silver suit, he was very confident. He wasn't was he? so full of himself. He's like, "Yes, watch me go. Look at me. I'm the man." Yeah, no, he it yeah, was just a little bit over the top at that moment. You had a question earlier in your synopsis about what happened to Timonov, I think. Yes. And he basically walked into the flames, but it was off camera. So he decides to kill himself. Oh. Is is the implication? That was the intention. But there's a disagreement between the writer, Peter Grimwade, and Eric Sayward, the script editor. And Grimwade wanted it to be shown that he sacrifices himself Mm. because he is in his beliefs and all that shit. All that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But um, they wouldn't show it. So it's really low key and it's just like he wanders off for it to get a drink or something. Yeah, won't be long, Puppet. Oh no. I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that yeah. is a shame. Now, did you have a hanky ready for Turlo's goodbye scene? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I hadn't seen that coming. It was, yes, it was a shock. But, um, yeah, no, it was... I guess it felt like he had been increase, increasing in confidence throughout the episode. He wasn't, sorry, the story, he wasn't that confident throughout his time as Turlo, was he? Like, I felt like he was a bit more of a snivelling weakling in most of the situations. But on this one, he was like, I'm in charge, I know my shit. It's about Tryon, Doctor, it's Tryon! I know what I'm talking about! <laughs> like, it just, he felt he was more doing that, wasn't he, in this than yeah, he had previously? He was. I think, because season 20, he's just sort of, like, sneaking all the time because of the the white... And sorry, the Black Guardian. I'll get them right. Um, but of course, then the King's Demons, he's free. That's the first time he's free, but he doesn't have anything to do. Five Doctors is Turlo at his best, I think. Right. Even in the sense that you trust him. Yes. But again, he has nothing to do. All he has to do is stand in the TARDIS with Susan and say, she says it's a bomb and he says it's big, isn't it? That's literally all I can remember he says in the Five Doctors. It's <laughs> a classic line, though. <laughs> yes. But, and then the next series, like Warriors of the Deep, He's a bit cowardly, isn't he? No, he's not. He's firing guns all the time, but he's, it's so mad that he doesn't get killed because he's too brave and What's stupid. What's that one in? Warriors of the Deep. Oh, yeah. It's amazing that everyone doesn't get killed in that one. Yes. Well, most of them do. No, that's true. But um, <laughs> I don't know, but he's, he's still mostly not someone you trust. Frontios is weird because that's also about his history because it's like the Tractators had been to his home planet. Which isn't announced as Tryon, which is a bit odd. Oh. Okay, so they really do try and make a bit of a Tryon, or at least a Turlo's Home Planet thing throughout his time. That's odd. And did you know, I know this is a stupid question to ask because you didn't know Turlo left in this story, but but did you know that Turlo was intended to carry on for longer and he decided to get out of his contract three months early? Wow. What put him off? Yeah. I don't... I think because Peter Davison was leaving and they were good mates. They were good mates, him and Mark Strickson. Cute. Yes. But he obviously didn't want to continue on past Davison with someone else. And he was also... I don't know. I'm glad he left when he did, to be honest. But then I think it's all downhill from the twin dilemma on, so who cares? 
And from his point of view, it was very sensible to get out before Colin Baker. Very sensible. Like, mm. that would have been... I mean, not like his career really took off after that, but just don't be associated with Colin Baker's era of Dog 2. It's just not worth it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. My exile has been rescinded. I'm pleased for you. Doctor, I... I shall miss you. I don't want to go, Doctor. I've learned a lot from you. But I have to go back to trial. It's my own. Better to go back while you're a bit of a hero, eh? Thank you for everything, Doctor. Look after him, won't you? He gets into the most terrible trouble. Then I really enjoyed the fact that Turlo was just like, well, I've had quite an adventure, and... I've been in Lanzarote for a while, so I'm going to go and show off my tan. I'm going to go home. And I just that feeling when everyone goes home after they've had a holiday and they're like, look at my tan. <laughs> I'm just imagining yeah, exactly. Turlo back to his home planet saying, look, look, look at the colour of me. I'm going to watch strap. <laughs> just made me quite happy. Um, there we go. I suppose um, we should talk about those two deaths of Chameleon and the Master. I was quite surprised that the Doctor just kills Chameleon like that with yes! the compression eliminator. I th- what did I write? I was like, wow, way to destroy your old mate, Chameleon like um, chameleon pete sorry yes i just yeah it did seem really like i thought you were actually friends you bastard but he was he did it without any compunction it was just bizarre it was a bit odd wasn't it and you'd think he would just change something in his settings so his inhibitors didn't he was inhibited from being taken over or something mm. but he was a liability yeah but he but... basically was like that you're a liability fuck you like there was yeah. just no working that one out and then the murdering of the master but that was the master was self-murdered, wasn't he, in the flames? This is because there was no risk assessment done. Again, the risk assessment <laughs> would have really helped a lot here. Um, but no, I. What was he supposed to have just burnt in a normal flame? Is that what we're supposed yes. to have seen there? Yeah. Because there was no proper fucking flame. It was just a, poo, gone no. now. Um, it was just, just flame. Give me some proper fucking flame with some burniness. Just anything. Like a fucking Guy Fawkes thing would have been better than that, but it was just so bizarre. It was, wasn't it? Right, I'm going to trouble you for a summary of Planet of Fire. Oh, can I just, before the end, I just, I just, just, just before we get there, I just, we've had Turlo say he's going, going away, and then, then Perry's like, oh, can I, can I hang around? Well, you're a weird dude who I've never met before. Yeah, can I stay with you and travel with you for a while? I think that would be a really good plan. And then she's just, she's all excited about it. And then I'm just thinking, you have now let yourself in for one of the most abusive relationships of your life. And it just, it made me really sad that she's just, she's she's left for, as a, a kind of feeble little girl from the holiday in Lanzarote with a, stepdad and I'm assuming her mum was somewhere in the background um, yes. and and then from there without any real life experience just being really quite incapable in every way she's about to just give everything to the doctor because she really does give of herself she really from day yeah. one trusts him absolutely and would die for him pretty much and she's she is about to be made to feel awful for a really long time. It's funny, but just before I met you, I I was saying I I wanted to travel, and I've still got three months of my vacation left. 
And you want to travel with me. Is that an invitation? Actually, it was a question. May I? Three months, you say? That's right. All right. Why not? Welcome aboard, Perry. So, yes, I can give you a summary. Good. Um, I didn't hate it. Essentially, um, it was a... It was a fifth Doctor story that had a bit of plot. The plot was not the easiest to fathom, but it was... It was a plot, nonetheless, um, and I I did like the whole Turlow's background being explored a bit more. Even though there's plenty of plot holes, it did feel like it was it was considered a little bit. It wasn't just an excuse to run around Lanzarote. I don't think there was a yeah. bit more to it than that. Um, it's nice to see Peter Davison and Perry. I like them better. Than I like because I just know how much I hate Colin now. Um, so it was yeah. just nice to see that side of things. It was nice to see Turlow be confident. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's part of that era of Doctor Who where you're always let down by something fairly significant. Like it's not just something you can sweep under the carpet. Like, yeah, it's it's not it's not brilliant by any means, but it's not. It's not, it's not so bad that they've just forgotten plot entirely. Gosh, that really is mm. quite an awful thing to say. Um, but yeah, no, it was. I liked bits with the um, the weird Howard dude, Silver Howard. Quite liked that. I found it was interesting, even though I know you were hating on him. Um, I liked a bit of Timonov. I like a bit of cultish sacrificey stuff. I like. <laughs> yeah, I like it when. Pe- people from kind of old civilizations believe stupid shit. It's always my thing. I quite like a bit of that. Um, so yeah, it was it was all right, and I think that's all I can give you. Okay, fair. So I would say it's kind of run of the mill. I think there's elements of this that are really like archetypal Doctor Who with sort of like people who believe silly things and want to sacrifice people and lots of lots of sort of Glendale Choral Society extras in the background who are just sort of like rhubarbing and that stuff I found really tiring and really cliched and the fact that a lot of the supporting characters didn't have any motivation or reason for doing anything like those two guys at the start what were they doing up the hill to try and prove Logar there was no reason for them to try and prove Logar didn't exist it was like we don't know anything about your backstory or anything no that's Um, true you know it's just odd that so you're not engaged in any of their in their quests and then people have to sort of like like Perry has to catch up with so much and for, for her to grasp that this is a time travel machine and that she can go with this person and time travel with him it's just so weird um because she was asleep when she got there and it's just like oh, it's just odd um yeah I don't know I don't know I feel like you know like when you get these big um series like on netflix or like like lost or any old big american series and it feels like to me like with turlow that they just decided at the last minute to write him up and have a background for him that they'd only just made up and that's what i feel about it so although it's nice to have the nice to have the background i feel like it was very quickly put together 
Um, yes. I can add to, um, for you that yes. if you if you want to re-experience um, Planet of Fire while stoned, it does make a lot of the links <laughs> for you. <laughs> Where there was holes, they will suddenly evaporate, and you'll be like, "This makes perfect sense. This shit is That's really good to amazing." Know. Yeah, no, yeah. it was. It, it helped. And what is amusing is that even though you you were a bit stoned, you got the bit about royalty and things I missed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No heightened awareness. Yeah. That's what I have. <laughs> so I have to ask. I have to ask you. Tardis is out of ten. Tardis is out of ten. God, we haven't scored anything that highly, have we? Um, I think. Well, it's... you gave Time Meddler eight, didn't you? Oh gosh, that was kind of me, wasn't it? Um, I think I'm going to go right in the middle with a five. Five, right. So that's what I ended up giving Tower of the Autons, wasn't it? Or was it six? I don't know. No, I think you gave it way more than you should. You might even... No, I think you you called me down from that. Maybe I give it a six. I would give this a six. I didn't think it was great. It was. I liked the visuals. I liked the filming, but not great. Can we go back and and score all of the other ones that we forgot to score or never did score out of ten, just so that we can have that against? I'd like to to get like a bit of a benchmark of these stories. Of what we generally give them. <laughs> what no. now? Not right this moment. No, another time in the future. Thanks very much. Yes, we can. I like a we bit of benchmarking. It's important. Sweetie. Yes. Good. Yes. So, gosh. So I think that's it. Yeah, we it's have over the end. We've been fully roasted on the planet of fire. Have we? Yes. Um, Without much blame, yeah. let's be honest. All that flame. We've decided we need more risk assessment yeah. and less legs. Less boobs. Fewer legs. Yeah. And less boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we agree on that. Good. So, until next we meet. Yes. Oh, and Timonov wins, just in case we're having a Hall of Fame. He's won it. Got ya! Uh, <laughs> I don't think he has. <laughs> I think girl who shouldn't have been in the shot who got rejuvenated. Or <laughs> well, we could just rename him Brexitov and then you'll you'd definitely want to give him that. Brexitov. Yes, I will, just so he can be um judged. Good. Okay. I have been Andy. Good. Bye Andy. Bye Andy. Bye everyone else. I'm Alex, always. See ya. Bye. Hello, Andy here, just to say, don't forget that we also have another episode out today, which is an interview with the wonderful Neil Cole from the Museum of Classic Sci-Fi. Neil and I talked about the Garm, Broton, and Tusa's skirt, among other wondrous things that are in his collection. Hello, and welcome to World Enough and Time, a classic Doctor Who pod... Doctor Who podcast? <laughs> <laughs>